Let's read Acts chapter 12 from verse 11 to verse 17. Acts chapter 12, verse 11 to verse 17. Acts 12, verse 11 to verse 17. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and had delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectations of the people of the Jews. Verse 12. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose son name was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. Verse 13. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to her king named Rhoda. Verse 14. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, Thou art mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then said they, It is his angel. But Peter continued knocking. And when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. The last verse, verse 17. But he beckoning unto them with the hand to behold their peace, declared unto them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, Go show these things unto James and to the brethren. And he departed and went into another place. Praise the Lord. I have a very simple message for someone here this morning or for someone listening to us online, you've come to the presence of the living God to experience his power. This is the house of God where life is imparted and destiny is restored. Amen. And the Lord will meet you at your point of need today in Jesus' name. Amen. So what's my message for you? It is very simple. The Lord has heard your prayers. Amen. Somebody does not believe that. I said, the Lord has heard your prayers. Amen. That's the very simple message that the Lord gave me this morning to share with us. And when we look at the passage we have just read, Peter had two enemies. How many? Two. Only two enemies. But if God had not delivered him from those two enemies, what would have happened? He would have died. He would have been killed. So, it's not the number of enemies you have that matters. Because one of those enemies was enough to kill him. And that was Herod. Is that not so? In fact, whatever Herod did, he did to satisfy the other enemies. Because he saw that they were the enemies that took joy in the calamity of others. And every one of us have such enemies. But today, the Lord has delivered you in Jesus' name. Today, the Lord has heard your prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. The two enemies of Peter were number one, Herod. Number two, the expectation of the Jews. His own kinsmen, they were his people. We are going to discuss just one this morning. And we will discuss the other one in the second service. So when we talk of Herod, I mean, like we've declared so many times here, Herod was a descendant of who? Do we remember? Herod, Herod was a descendant of Esau. The people called Edomians. The people called Edomites. Another name for the descendants of Esau. And the moment I mention Esau, what comes to your mind? 
Jacob. They were twin brothers. And we we'll recollect that Jacob received some blessings that were naturally due to who? To Esau. When Esau came before his father, and which was the beginning of, I mean, the, the origin of the problems that they had. When Esau came before their father, the father pronounced a blessing. But brethren, if you look at the blessing that Isaac pronounced upon Esau, you will agree with me that those were no, those were no blessings. If you look at it from King James Version, I mean, it's a little bit hidden. It looks as if he was blessing him. In Genesis 37 from verse 39 to verse 40. Genesis right at 27. Genesis 27 verse 39 to 40. The Bible says, Isaac his father answered, and said unto him, Behold, thy dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth. When you hear that statement, what does it imply? It looks as if Isaac is telling him that he would dwell where the fatness of the earth is. But you wait and see. And of the dew of heaven from above. Next verse. Verse 40. And by thy sword shalt thou live. I think that one is clear. And shall serve thy brother. That is clear. And it shall come to pass when thou shalt have dominion, thou shalt break his yoke from off thy neck. Now let's look at that same passage in the living Bible. I know some of us may have it. Some of us may not have it. And the living Bible says, that this was the blessing that Isaac pronounced upon Esau. He said, yours will be no life of ease and luxury. What a blessing. If somebody were to release that on you today, would you say that's a blessing? He said, yours will be no life of ease and luxury, but you will hew your way with your sword. For a time, you will serve your brother, but you will finally shake loose from him and be free. So, that, I mean, when the Bible says, Esau hated his brother and wanted to kill him. I mean, it's because of a pronouncement like this, which was supposed to be a blessing. If you look at the NASB, the New American Standard Bible, it says, Isaac, his father, answered and said to him, Behold, away from the fertility of the earth shall be your dwelling. Away. In other words, the earth's fertility will not be this man's portion. And away from the dew of heaven from above. They says, by your sword you shall live, and your brothers, and your brother you shall serve. But it shall come to pass, when you become restless, you will break his yoke from, from your neck. So, that is why, brethren, from that moment onwards, Esau hated Jacob. Esau wanted to kill Jacob. And because God knew that Esau wanted to kill Jacob, God made sure that in the lifetime of Jacob, Esau was blessed. Have you seen that in your Bible? That's why when Esau was coming to meet Jacob, the Bible says he came with 400 men of his own household. Whereas Jacob was just Jacob himself and his, and his sons, his wives and his concubines. And the rest of his flock were sheep and goats. So the battle between what Peter represented and what Herod represented was a battle that had lasted thousands of years. True or false? It was, I mean, the Bible says the children of Israel were in Egypt for 430 years. Before they came out, they had their own land, they settled. So, there's no way you want to calculate it. 
it was over a thousand years that this battle had been raging. Eventually, Esau broke loose. And Esau made up his mind that he was going to be the enemy of the Messiah. And that is what transpired here. He made up his mind that whatever, all this Messiah, all this uh, uh, somebody that has come to deliver that you're talking about, I will have none of it. Anything to do with it. Of course, if you go through your scriptures, you see the part he played. I don't want to speak for too long this morning. You see the part he played in crucifying Jesus. But the Lord is telling someone today that those battles you are fighting, that have been on for generations, he said he has heard your prayers. He said your deliverance has come. He said your victory has come. Who is Herod? Who is Herod? Herod is the enemy that kills destiny. The enemy that does what? That kills destiny. If there be any enemy in your life that wants to kill your destiny, that is the Herod that God is fighting for you against today. And victory is yours in Jesus' name. Oh, if Herod had had his way, Jesus would not even have grown because he would have been killed at what time? At infancy. So go and look for him so that I can come and worship him. But his plan was, once he found him out, he was going to kill him. The enemy that kills destiny. That's number one about Herod. Remember the story uh, uh, a man of God shared with us of that big and popular hospital we are told that whenever a child is born, the first water they use to bathe the child, they put in a bottle and give to the medical director. And what was he doing with it? He was drinking it. It was a blood sacrifice. And for any child that has gone through that ritual, his life is compromised. Unless God intervenes. That child will be battling with an Herod all his life because his destiny has been tampered with. So Herod, number two, is the enemy that kills at infancy. Oh, many of us will have heard stories. The enemy that kills at infancy. Some of us, if not for divine intervention, we will not be alive today. The enemy tried, but he failed. And he will continue to fail in your life in Jesus' name. He will continue to fail in your situation in Jesus' name. Herod is the enemy that hates your productivity. The enemy that does what? When somebody, I mean, when somebody's, I mean, ambition, aim, or goal is to be killing your children, does the person desire your productivity? No. No. But the simple message that God has for us this morning remains the same. What is that message? Some people are not sure. What is the message? God has answered my prayer. Not long after Peter was delivered, what happened to Herod? Herod died. He wasn't killed by soldiers. He wasn't killed by I mean, uh, enemies. Who killed Herod? The Bible says, God in Acts chapter 12 verse 23. Acts chapter 23. 
that an angel of the Lord smote him because he arrogated unto himself the powers that belonged to God. Because pride got the best of him. The Bible says immediately, the angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not God the glory. And he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. You now see why, I mean, it may look as if uh, it's still cloudy. I'm going to share a testimony that the Jew has shared so many times of a lady that had no child. And she tried everything to get a child, but no child was coming. And then one of her relatives now sent a message to her and said, stop wasting your time. The elders of the house have eaten your womb. So you cannot have a child. I'm sure we understand what I'm saying. They sent a message to her that your womb has been eaten at the coven. So stop wasting your time trying to have a child. And she ran to the Lord. Now where I'm going is the end result. She went to the camp. The Jew was ministering and he made a pronouncement that they've told you you don't have a womb, God will give you twins. And not too long after that, she became pregnant. And she went to the doctor. That's, this is the area I'm trying to emphasize. If God says, he has answered your prayer, you need to stand upon the word of God. You need to do what? Because some things will come to contradict what God has said. She went to the doctor, and the doctor said, oh, I don't know how this has happened, but I can see a child in your womb. It looks as if you are pregnant. Immediately, the lady said, no, it's not one, it's two. Said, no, it should be two. The doctor looked at her and said, you should be thanking God that you even have one. Because you are not supposed to have any. What did the lady say? Said, no. No. The word that came from my father and the Lord is what? Two. Two. Two months later, when she went back for whatever natal they call it, the doctor checked again, and how many children were in her womb? Two. She stood upon the word of the Lord. As you go out this week, I want you to stand upon the words the, the word that says what? My prayers are answered. If there anything comes across your path that looks like an obstacle, stand before the obstacle and say, ah, the Lord told me. My prayers are answered. And I command you, move in the name of Jesus. Amen. You will testify. Amen. You will give a testimony. Amen. We are told that that lady, when it was time for her to deliver, they took her to UK for her delivery. And the husband said, well, we have twins, we don't want more. After she has delivered, just do what? Tie the womb or whatever they do. Permanent uh, uh, birth control. And so the doctors were ready. They delivered the baby and they were looking for the womb. Did they find the womb? They found out that this woman had given birth to twins without a womb. Like somebody would always say, who did it? Jesus. He's the only one that can do it. Wow. He's the one that is sending that message to you this morning. Hallelujah. That your prayer is answered. Amen. Brethren, this morning is a time for celebration. And I hope we are going to have enough time to celebrate. The first enemy of Peter from whom the Lord delivered him was Herod. 
I don't know what that enemy stands for in your life, but your prayer is answered. Amen. Today is the second day of August. You will celebrate. Amen. You will rejoice. Amen. You will declare the counsel of God. Now, not only will you rejoice, we will rejoice with you. Amen. The name of the Lord will be glorified in your life. Amen. You've been crying, but the Lord is saying, weep not. Amen. Tell somebody, weep not. Amen. The Lord is saying, I mean, your season of weeping is what? It's over. Amen. He said, I've heard your prayers. Amen. Now you need to begin to live like somebody whom, whose prayers God has answered. Hallelujah. And it will definitely come true for you in Jesus' name. Amen.